I just pressed the live live another show here August fourth rolling our hit mashup. Go hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We've been growing subscribers. I checked last night, so that's encouraging to see. And yeah, I mean, yesterday it was a nice broad rally. It felt like to me the beginning of the euphoria stage, which for anyone that doesn't know is basically the state in the market where everything you buy seems to turn green. The market seems to suck every dollar that you have into investments before it ultimately corrects. And it usually lasts for days before you even realize that there's any sort of turmoil. But then waking up, the market looks like it wants to give some back. So maybe it's not actually in that stage at all. Maybe yesterday was just a solid day. Obviously, I... Yeah, it's anyone's guess where the market goes from here. There was uh, a lot of interesting things going on yesterday. I mean, every stock that we really bring up on this show is just rallying hard. And curious to see if you guys made any plays yesterday or just what you thought of the action. Dad, what are you what are you looking at today? What were your overall thoughts about yesterday? Yeah, well, I think a lot of yesterday's move in um, Microsoft was off of this TikTok story, and they're going to give back a little bit today because Trump opened his mouth, and now everyone's trying to figure out if the government's trying to get some money out of this. And then when Trump opened his mouth, China had a reaction to it. So this is not going to be a simple transaction, and I'm not sure that you know, Microsoft will continue to even bother if it's going to get complicated. So there'll probably be some retracement there. Um, British Petroleum came out with their earnings and decided to cut their dividend in half, which was kind of well advertised in the stock. Um, the market likes that because they were spending too much money on the dividend and the stock's up about a buck and a half. Um, yeah, there was a big turnaround in Boeing yesterday. Um, I guess the the FAA decided to put out their guidelines to get the 737 back, and the market just liked that there's a path now. So that stock actually, from the bottom, I think it moved 10 points, you know, quietly with everything else going on in the market. Very quietly. Yeah. And uh, Apple is still, you know, the bellwether for the market in the last few days. And it gave back 10 points yesterday from the high, but still closed fairly well. And uh, there'll probably be quite a bit of um, back and fill kind of thing there. I don't think it's running away at this point. And your take two at great numbers. Yeah, I was going to bring them up. I know we talk about them a lot on the show. Take two absolutely crushed their earnings, which is no shocker. I mean, Mike, I know you're big on Activision. I'm sure that means they're going to crush their earnings too. It just seems like that sector in general is having, uh, you know, they were meant for this type of moment. And the CEO of Take Two, he'll be on Mad Money tonight, but he came on CNBC about a month ago and said that their numbers were over 100% above their quarter projections. So, you know, that kind of helped their stock trade up into earnings. And then obviously they had good earnings. They look like they're going to open up seven, eight bucks. There was a point last night where they were up like 11. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get to 180 today. Yeah, and Activision, I think, is up almost 5% before their earnings. Just on the news in general. Yeah. And then 
APT, massive day yesterday. I sold a lot of my position. Now I'm just hanging on to a little going into earnings. I don't like really keeping stock that I'm swing or day trading into earnings. But Beyond meat, big day yesterday. And they have their earnings today. I wasn't yeah, sure if that was know. before the bell or after the bell. They're going to dominate. I don't know after what the bell. After yeah, the whenever that is. I'm, if today is anyone that's trying to get in that stock, you might as well jump in while you can because it's going to just start going up like crazy and people are going to be wondering, oh, man, how did I miss that? They had Since a Sam Club expansion partnership announced and some something else came out with them. It's just obvious. The ratings on the wall. It's always good to bet on progress in the world. And Beyond Meat is a story with that for the environment and for health purposes. So any any way you look at that narrative, it's not a fad. It's here to stay. And they have competition, but they're the only legit, in my opinion, company in that sector that has legit ingredients. Like if you look at Impossible, their biggest competitor, their ingredients are suspect. And I'm personally, I've tried both. There's something off with that stuff. Well, yeah, so, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then another stock that I've been talking about a little bit on here, I had a monster yesterday, and again, is opening up big before hours is uh, LiveX Live, which is L-I-V-X. They obviously have their earnings coming up, and it's obvious that there's people trying to pile into the stock before earnings. It's one of these small cap stocks that, you know, you don't really know what they're going to do, but I brought them up a little bit yesterday. Their average consensus for their stock target price is well above where it's at now. They've formed a lot of interesting partnerships over the last month with people like Pitbull and different big time concerts for live streaming. And it seems like they're a company that caters well for this moment. And even when this moment is over, it seems like live streaming is a trend that's not going away. Dad, I see that grin on your face. What are you what are you thinking about when you look at that stock? No, I just uh, saw um, Mark Roberts sent me a picture of the three of us. The uh, I guess it was one of the earlier shows and circled the hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, Bob's rocking the DT, uh, DT, DDTG hat. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, David, Trader Global. Yeah, he liked the other yeah. hat, but whatever. Yeah, um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. And yeah, I mean, look as a whole here, but what are we looking at the market? Is there anything you have your eyes on today, stock wise or just sector wise as a whole? I know, Dad, you always talk about the banks and how you really need to participate in the rally for it to be legit. Obviously, the banks have not done that. If anything, they're showing the complete opposite story. And I wonder if you look at the banks and you think to yourself, is there something going on behind the scenes that? Well, I, think, I think what the banks are telling us is that this problem with the virus is going to be long lasting and lots of bankruptcies and it's going to cost them. There's no, um, you know, yield curve, which the banks need to make a lot of money. And there's talk of negative rates. There was uh, one guy on CNBC yesterday mentioning it. So those are all negatives for the banks. And um, it's actually amazing that the stock market can rally so hard without them. But it's basically been doing that. 
So at some point, you know, it will give out because I don't think it could sustain itself without some kind of uh, correction. We'll have to see. Either the banks participate or there's a correction, which the banks yeah. have been given every chance to participate in this rally and they refuse to. And anytime they look like they're going to whatsoever, it turns into just a massive fake out. Let me ask you, do you think there's something not going on, but just do you find there, do you think it's almost a red flag when you see a stock like Amazon down yesterday? Not and, at all. I mean, not I think at all. Amazon's had a huge run. I think there was a certain number of people that were in Amazon that probably decided they should put more money into Microsoft and Apple. You know, they, they were too heavily weighted there. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with Amazon. We all know that. It's just uh, how much, at what point do you take off a little bit and put it you in don't, names? You don't take off anything. Their mm. demographics, just like ours in our business, when you look at, I read something this morning even with their expansive demographics with the older populations. And we've seen it in our business. No, I'm not, I think the company's fantastic. And you have one or two days where it drops. It's no yeah, you scoop, you scoop more. I don't think you get rid of a position. Dad, you love the, I think there's something we need to tell our viewers here. I've talked to Dan offline about this. There is something to be said for an age group you're in for yeah. taking profits off the table with well, stocks that are just going to keep going up. It, it's kind of like taking two steps back. Hold when on. You're so dad's, dad's defense. I, I asked him if he thought it was concerning Amazon was down and he was just saying why he thought Amazon was down. He wasn't saying he was selling Amazon. He was yeah, just but saying dad likes people. to take some profits off the table. Well, I'm, at, I'm totally out of Amazon now. I had it for a long time and I'm just waiting for mid 20s, you know, like 2,500, 2,700. That was my next entry level on Amazon. And I still think you'll see it. And I also think you'll see Apple much lower, but I don't know what's going to occur to get those corrections in there, but it's bound to happen at some point and, here. Yeah, He's let's be real. I mean, Mike, we could attest to this. We've been doing this since 2015, 2016, and anytime there's a massive correction, you have no idea it's going to happen, and it normally comes from... Yeah, and then it goes something. up again. Well, well some yeah. Point, yeah. I mean... Look, if you're long term in Amazon and have huge profits, then you got to consider uh, waiting. You know, just waiting it through and keep that position for the or next ten years. Percent taxes, so and it's taxes are going up next year on capital gains. You know, you could be almost sure of it, or the year after. So, given that, you know, you may want to take something off this year. I might sell all my stocks then and throw them into all coins. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's not, it's, you're going to play all sorts of mental hurdles with yourself. If you're looking at it, like what am I better off doing? Selling right. stock that's up that I think might be going down in order to take profits and sell tax or holding it on. And Leon, yeah. close your eyes and check in 10 years. That, no, that's Leon's, not, Leon's not wrong, but, um, that's all fine and good if you only have a portion of your money in the stock market, right? You don't have to think about it. But if you're yeah. depending on all the money you have in the stock market, 
that well, that's a problem in itself if you're depending on all the money you have and then you're not making enough money outside of the stock market so <laughs> that's again i don't look at that as a thing that's uh, there's, an old, there's an old saying it's not how much money you make it's what you do with it yeah, that's a saying for people that don't make enough money that's <laughs> i don't agree with that at all i hate that saying well, actually. I mean, look, yeah. some people that are playing the market and they're full-time you know trader brokers and their living comes from the trades they make in the market so they're looking at it like every day they need to be actively managing the money because that's how they're making their money but so that's just day trading that's we're talking about long-term anchors that's uh well you yeah know. but i think people who are in this market or they can be in the market short-term long-term swing trading day trading there's all types of situations going on right, right. Now. but I, I don't disagree with leon i think he's right if you're if you go on vacation for 10 years and come back, there's a good chance that a few of your names are going to be up tremendously. There might be a couple that are completely gone. You know, who knows? <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on Disney's earnings today? Because they report after the bell and they've been kind of really underperforming. If you look at just their year to date chart compared to, let's say, like a Netflix, obviously this is a tough environment for them with the pandemic and they've kind of had to put a halt to just coming out with new production. And I heard someone this morning kind of talking about how they missed, I don't want to say missed the ball a little bit, but when you look at all these young kids and you look at how obsessed they are with TikTok and how Disney is not even in the conversation to possibly acquire TikTok, it's all about Microsoft. They were kind of saying, you know, Disney's kind of missing the ball on that younger demographic. And I didn't even really think of the connection of how TikTok could, kind of be an interesting play for Disney, but just curious to hear your guys' thoughts on Disney as a whole right now with everything going on, going into earnings and just moving forward in general. Are you a buyer, holder, seller? Re really tough. I, you know, Disney is a stock that will do well when the vaccine is proven, right? And, you know, until then it's speculation because they cannot make the kind of uh, money and grow unless this thing is under control. They just can't do it. And the movie side, you know, their uh, content side, I don't think is enough to uh, have the stock in a growth mode. Yeah, yeah I think it's uh, their first quarter losing money in a very long time. I think they lost a lot of money this quarter, and that's what they're going to report at the close. And I think it's going to not necessarily shock people, but just you know, reaffirm the environment we're in. Mike, what are your thoughts? I, I think Disney is one of those situations where I'm with you. I think they did miss the boat during all this to not be, and maybe they are thinking about things internally, but they need to be thinking of a stream, a live stream play of some kind here for entertainment for young people. And I don't know if TikTok is something that they can make sense of with their management structure currently, because keep in mind, those types of acquisitions, they come with needing somebody in charge of funneling that to make sense of their model. Yeah, but you could hire someone. Yeah, like you that. could, you could, but they might have different plans right now. I definitely think this is a, if you want to be a Disney holder long-term, you can't really have a better opportunity than with so many unknowns. It's probably a good time to jump on it. Yeah, but you know what? With all the political stuff about TikTok, I don't think Disney would take a chance with it because they're, they're in China. So that could screw up 
what they're doing. That that's yeah. why this whole thing is like a time bomb. You just don't know. I'm wondering if Facebook just figures out a way to finagle their way in here. They won't do it because of the antitrust. I, I don't know about that. What antitrust is that happening? But who knows? Let's. Yeah. Uh, I think Snap should be good today, based on all this latest. TikTok I would not stuff. touch that stock. They said I, they're I, doing a TikTok type thing. I don't get what Snap brings to the table for an investor. Well, look at the end of the day, I think that if you were to go and talk to a 16 or a 17 year old, just like people our age are Facebook and Instagram, people that age are TikTok and Snap. There's not like young people are on Snapchat, just like they're on TikTok. I know, so but when you're advertising, I think have fallen on deaf ears. Like I think they've done a horrendous job with being able to showcase any type of clout with for yeah, companies. Look at them. Yeah, I mean, I look at them as a similar play as Twitter in terms of, you know, if they could ever really figure out how to improve their revenue and how to improve I, their I think Twitter is way more of a funnel to make money than Snap. Snap is up against Facebook and they don't have a distinguishing factor. What what separates Snapchat right now from Instagram? Like I said, they have the younger generation using them and Facebook doesn't. So that's Yeah, they do. Facebook, everyone's on Instagram. Not really anymore. If you talk to younger people, kids in high school are not on Instagram. They're on Snapchat. So, Dad, let's talk about Plug for a second because I know that's a stock we talk about a lot on here. Do you think yesterday was just people covering shorts heading into earnings which this week? I mean, that stock went up. They got an order and in Europe, in the UK, and that kind of set everybody off into a – a new realm of excitement and the electric car stocks were going crazy yesterday. They're still going crazy today. And they seem to put plug in that same category, even though it's not an electric car company. Um, I'm short. I started shorting it in the low eights averaged up. So I'm, I'm losing right now, but I'm kind of confident that we'll see the low eights again. But yeah, it had a tremendous day yesterday. It was up about uh, almost 20%. Yeah, well, we're in that headline era. That's why you got to be careful with those types of momentum movements off of just, you know, something pops on something, another sector, and they just get engulfed in it. And I, I think the reality when their earnings come out will uh, help the stock get back to a normal level. But you never know what they'll say. So you, that you run the risk that they can have another pop up if um, they make some lofty projections. Is the main reason behind you shorting it because you look at like they've just been running up like crazy since they were a $4 stock and the insiders were selling it like in the mid fives or is there something else that you're looking at? No, I just think it, you know, I started trading this stock and I got very comfortable with it um, both from the long side and the short side. So I know how it trades and I feel like I have an edge in um, playing it. And just because I know the stock, it gives me more confidence to play the short side. And um, we'll see, I, you know, I could lose on this trade, no question. Is there a, is there a spot where you'd look to cover the short? Or you just yeah, I think if, it, if it breaks through the old high of ten and a half, then I got to get out of this thing. But yeah, I, I don't play, I'm not playing it for thirty cents or forty. I'm you know I'm looking longer. You're playing for like a total three four dollars. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I opened great. up that short going into close yesterday, like right at like about two minutes before close, I yeah. opened up a short position on it. Yeah. And the other thing I looked at the volume when it went to 10 and a half a few weeks ago, I think it was over 80 million. So even oh. yesterday when it had this 20% move, it was, uh, I think, under 30 million, which is still ridiculous volume for a company like this. But um, yeah, that's why I'm playing that one, mainly because I understand and know it. Doesn't mean you can't lose money. <laughs> it's usually a good reason. You know, another stock that I just want to bring up on here, I'm curious to hear your guys' I mean, there's not much to really say about the chart. I don't know, rocket ship, but I'm curious to see when it stops is Fiverr. I mean, that stock's now over 100. I think they have earnings today at the bell. So I don't know what's going to go on there. That's to me, like, it, it seems can like. Give us the symbol again on Fiverr so we can F punch it in. VRR. I'll pull it up on here real quick. You know, it almost seems like once in a while you find a stock that for whatever reason, I don't want to say it was undervalued when they went public, but maybe there were just a lot of unknowns at the time and maybe there's just a ton of room to grow. Cause I always look at a stock when, you know, I like to look at the price that they went public at and usually they're fairly priced and you kind of look at some of the big names and you look at their long-term charts and not often do you see a stock go from 20 to over a hundred in the matter of months. And well, yeah, it's just a pandemic. It expedited by years. Yeah, it almost reminds me of Fastly's chart where it's just, you know, I, I got back in in the uh, early 60s just kind of thinking, uh, you know, I was wrong thinking that I should get out. Let me get back in for the long term here. And it's just, it's insane. I can't get over how every single day, obviously, like I said, I'm pretty sure they have earnings at the close today. Our viewers, Fiverr is a company where you could basically outsource work. It's a it's lot a of and stuff. You can get graphic design, you can get coding, you can get anything you want. They're based in Israel. The original name came from Fiverr. You spend five bucks on a task. Now you could obviously spend tens of thousands getting high quality animated videos made or whatever you want. Clearly their growth is explosive. And you know, again, the stock was in the twenties before the pandemic started. And I don't think it's going to go back down in the 20s, but it's definitely in no man's land up here. I think. Right. I mean, I look at the chart and I could not possibly enter that unless it was back in the mid 80s, at yeah. least the starters. For so sure. You'd really, you'd really like to see it pull back into the uh, 60s. <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't mean it can't go much higher. I just can't jump in here and that's not how I would do it. But it does kind of mean that at some point when there is a correction, those are the levels that you can kind of picture this stock coming down to. Yeah. With, you know, maybe it takes the vaccine for these stocks that are, uh, you know, favored in this kind of environment to get down to those levels. I'm sure if we looked at Zoom and some of the other names, you know, these things could drop. 30 40 percent easily and fiverr is not going they're going to be a great value at that point because when you think of how many people need work and how many small companies are going bankrupt around the world yeah. they're they're a major winner for people to have 
any type of side hustle that they'll need to support themselves, numerous yeah. side hustles. And you'll have also on the other end, employers that want to get things done on the cheap, which is where these guys come into play. So I'm not in it currently. I've been in and out of Fiverr, but I'm definitely going to be jumping back in that on any type of pullback. But, you know, looking at Zoom, which Danny pulled up here, this is another one that if this thing went down to 175, it would not surprise me. I hate Zoom. I mean, it's so overbought. It's I don't like to platform. make a top here, but who knows? Not a fan. Well, I've never liked this interesting because you, I kind of look at it like I was looking at it yesterday and I'm like, okay, there is this correction in the NASDAQ. Maybe it's trying to shake it off. Maybe the NASDAQ's now going to go to 12,000 before ultimately there's whatever corrections coming or dip or whatever you want to call it. And this, this is what I was kind of thinking to myself yesterday. And then I'm like looking back at like the big names that got us here in the first place, not necessarily Peloton, even though they are one of them. And I, I go back to you know, the swing trading that we've talked about. And I'm sitting here yesterday thinking to myself, okay, should I be now, you know, ditching, not even ditching, but getting heavily in the names like Netflix, Google, the stocks where if the NASDAQ is going to roar to 12,000, those stocks are going to go up 25% in the matter of a week or two. But again, it's, it's anyone's guess if that actually happens. But in my opinion, the NASDAQ is going to be leader again like it was up until about a week and a half ago you, those are the stocks that are going to go with it is you know microsoft maybe goes to 250 netflix maybe goes above 600 and that i'm starting to think that my best strategy for the couple weeks ahead might be swing trading positioning myself pretty aggressively in some of those names i'm just obviously hesitant because i've been trimming positions thinking that the market got too ahead of itself and now i'm sitting here and i'm like is this the beginning of that next push up and it's, it's a tough market right now there's no doubt about it it's going i've been having a tough time getting a pulse on what it's going to do it seems like it always does the complete opposite of what i think yeah no one has any idea that's human nature in general yeah well less yep i i agree it's a very tough market I noticed Texas Roadhouse, which we mentioned, I guess, the early show, TXRH, had another pretty good number on their uh, earnings. I got yeah. out of that a while ago. The loss was less than expected. This thing is crazy. I mean, it just shows you what some of these chain food restaurants can do, at least from the stock perspective. They're not making money, but everyone loves uh, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, Texas Roadhouse looking like it's going to open above 60. Is that not right back at the levels it was pre-pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is all-time levels. I mean, the, my buddy from Colorado who originally told me to get on that stock who, you know, works for a hedge fund and is pretty tuned in with this stuff, he, he just said that year after year they continue to dominate the other players as far as stock performance, like Chipotle and Domino's and these names that everyone always talks about. And apparently this is kind of the style and assassin in that sector that just continues to blow it out each quarter. It's remarkable they're back above 60. I mean, I was shorting these guys when they were in the 40s during the heart of the pandemic, and that was working out great. But, yeah, I'm not – involved one way or another 
what you guys got any stocks of the day or even swing trades of the week that you're looking at dad i know you brought up saber a little bit yesterday i've been the saber it, it hasn't really done anything but if you look at the chart it keeps attempting to you know try to uh come back a little bit but it hasn't yet so it's got a ways to go but if it can break through eight you know this stock can probably get back to nine or ten but i'm not buying it yet here mike uh, i mean in terms of i know zillow's earnings are coming up i'm i bought a little friday just to have a position again to see what's going on. I'm monitoring beyond. I'm a, a, I own a lot of that. So those are two that I'm kind of feeling a pulse on to see how much more aggressive I want to get. But I don't, I'm kind of waiting. And I got in dad's Vizzo move yesterday in and out for a quick buck with a day trace. Nice. But yeah, I'm not, I have nothing new on the horizon here. Thanks. And yeah, Zillow will be interesting. I saw Redfin got a downgrade after they had a pretty good quarter a couple days ago. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Zillow. I also think that that's a good stock. Zillow um, got a downgrade too. So yeah, I mean, look, I've been continuing to play APT and now this LIVX stock. Yesterday I was talking about Pinterest. They had another absolute field day. Yeah, I Pinterest. Think. A good stock, I think, to jump on now if you don't even own it, because that's going to keep going way up with the, their demographic and their expansion. Yeah, I love the stock. I was just going to say I would at this point wait for a little pullback, but I, look, long term, I think I don't. I think those guys are on the verge of another huge push up. I don't. I don't even think there's much of a pullback coming there. I think they're in uncharted territories, and they're a social media stock, and they have women. Uh, they're, you know, women driven. When you really look at Pinterest and how much they're growing, looking at that earnings, it's extremely sexy. I, I think that's a, one of those rare exceptions of a situation where even though they've run up a ton, I, I think they're going to run up way more. I'm actually, th that is my stock I'm buying today. I'm not waiting for pullbacks here because I think these guys are on an absolute terror and they're going to be for years on a terror on a whole nother level. Yeah, I mean, look, I love the company. Uh, it looks like it's going to have a little of a pullback today. I, was, I will say that yesterday I was looking at just their annual RSI, and they definitely are – they need a pullback a little bit. There's no doubt about it. They're above 80. You know, it, it could only stay up RSI was above 80. Yeah, for like the annual one, which, means you know, it, it really – when you see the yearly RSI get above 80, it's usually – it could only stay up there for a matter of days before there's some sort of pullback. But the pullback could be small. It could be what we're seeing today. Yeah. So nothing we'll, we'll say. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's hopefully uh, see another strong day here in the market. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.